0: refusing to believe or acknowledge that something's wrong is a way of coping with emotional conflict. Welcome to Heart of Glass, the podcast. I'm your host, Hella, and in this podcast, I will be discussing emotions, life, death, conflict, and everything that makes us human. So please stick around as shit's about to go down. I want this to be as digestible and easy to follow as possible. I don't want these episodes to be triggering or anything, although it might be to some people, but but you just signed up for a journey of awareness and self-connection or reconnection with the self. Sometimes, well, scratch that, most of the time, always, it's always helpful to revisit a specific situation in which you were faced with loss of any sort. You know, your boss fired you, you were broken up with, etc. Now, you'd be surprised to know that the reason denial is an essential stage for some people because obviously we know that not all people go through the same stages depending on the type of loss, depending on, I don't know, what type of person they are. Uh, It's different for everyone. So it helps to ease you into accepting the harsh reality. That's kind of the purpose of this stage. Our brains can recognize so much and they can also work against us sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah, so I've been reading this book called The Body Keeps the Score by and I am about to butcher his name, Bazell van der Kolk. I just actually had to look up his name and like how to pronounce it. Bessel. 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 Can you hear that? Bessel. We Bessel. can we can beatbox Bessel. the shit out of this YouTube pronunciation video. (laughs) Got it. Anyway, yeah, great guy. This book is amazing. If you're into reading about trauma and how trauma manifests as illness, like physical illness in the body if left untreated, this is the book to, to read. It's really great. I highly recommend. So in this chapter called Uncovering the Secrets of Trauma, This chapter basically talks about the traumatic memory versus um, the real or like the narrative memory of things as they happened in real life. Anyways, so there is a term called railway spine syndrome, um, and it was written a lot about in France and England in the 19th century. And this syndrome is basically the aftermath of railroad accidents at the time that involve loss of memory. And so Pierre Jeanette is a French psychologist. He's considered a pioneer in PTSD research, hysteria, and traumatic memory. Pierre was the first to differentiate between narrative memory, which is the stories people tell about trauma, and the traumatic memory itself. So in one of his interesting cases... Uh, or case studies, uh, was about this girl called Irene, who was hospitalized after her mom died from tuberculosis. Now, when her mother was alive, not only did she take care of her mother, but she also managed to work outside while like supporting her alcoholic father to pay for her mom's medical bills. And when her mother finally died, She was in extreme denial that she tried reviving her mother's corpse for hours, trying to force medicine down her throat and calling out her name. However, she was still in denial even after the burial to the point where she was laughing throughout the the funeral. Now, she suffered from other intense symptoms that would make her kind of hallucinate and imagine that she's taking care of this imaginary person that's not even there. It's it's like she's stuck in that memory that same night her mother died. It's like her brain kept recreating the same memory over and over again, instead of remembering the details of what really happened and like I said, this is kind of like a, a, a defense mechanism for, for the brain of like trying to protect you from the harsh reality. Even though it's about, like this part is about trauma and traumatic memory, which I haven't discussed that deeply in this podcast yet, but it also relates to grief and the grieving process as it can be quite literally traumatizing. So denial could go as far as partially or even completely losing one's memory of the stressful event that happened. And Irene had no conscious memory of what happened. So traumatized people, they, they don't lie. It's just that they don't know what happened. They haven't accessed that part of their brains that actually is holding onto that memory but doesn't want to bring it up to the surface. And because a traumatic memory comes with a lot of intense emotions, that's why the brain, in this case, like as a defense mechanism, tends to avoid it. Another reason why it could be so hard to remember the correct details is because it is associated with lots of emotions that you can't deal with at the moment, like shame or guilt, etc. It takes a huge effort to bring those memories back as they are, as they happened in real life. Um, once the traumatized is able to name those feelings that's when they're able to kind of link the appropriate emotions to the memory itself and like piece it together like in Irene's case her mother's death left her feeling abandoned and so Pierre that the researcher the psychologist that worked with her wrote that and I quote That when patients dissociate their traumatic experience, they become attached to an insurmountable obstacle. Unable to integrate their traumatic memories, they seem to lose their capacity to assimilate new experiences as well. This is very important. It is as if their personality has definitely stopped at a certain point and cannot enlarge anymore by the addition or assimilation of new elements. So he predicted that unless they become or they became aware of the split off elements and integrated them into a story that had happened in the past with like beginning, middle, and end, and realized that it's over, they would experience a slow decline in their personal and professional functioning. And this phenomenon has now been well documented in contemporary research going back to the reason why we get into a state of denial in the first place, we've established that we're not stupid. we know what's going on, that it's just an emotional way of coping that we fall for every time. Um, there's something about wanting to get back to your quote unquote normal. And I think that's something that we can all relate to when it comes to, you know the pandemic when it first started, everyone was like, devastated to go back to normal, whatever that was, which is why sometimes you get hung up on the good memories. I remember myself and my body very well before I got DBT, which is the blood clot that affected my leg. My day-to-day life completely changed, and although there were some things I could not deny or couldn't refuse to do, like taking medications, because I knew my body needed it, but it's a lot to handle mentally and emotionally, to be told that your whole life is going to change the moment you meet the doctors at the emergency room. I mourned my old self as 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 if I I'd lost her. I couldn't open my mouth talking to the doctors without crying, you know, because I felt like something was taken away from me without any warning. I was so healthy and I was doing fine and it happened in just days like a couple of days but now i look back on my old self and i feel like she's still here god bless her she just got a tough upgrade out of nowhere hello two, like oh or hello three because that's my lucky number i guess what i'm trying to say in one word is familiarity that's that's what we're looking for that's why we deny what we deny is because we yearn for the familiar. Um, We tend to stick to what we're familiar to, even if it's toxic, abusive, or just the worst situation that you could ever think of. We would still prefer that over anything else. So you tell me that we're breaking up? Even if I'm suffering in that relationship, it would still sound a bit insane at that moment, you know? So it's familiarity. It's comfort zone. Call it whatever you want. Our brains crave that type of comfort. This is why it's so difficult to break free from the situations we're in. So sometimes, in some cases, we go into denial. This is our brain's way of trying to protect us from the harsh reality. It's a healthy coping mechanism to ease into the new normal, which could be Being single again, or moving on after the death of a loved one, or after losing your job, etc. So it's important to be mindful of this stage, and any other stage for that matter, just the whole grieving process in general. You need to observe yourself and your emotions, and I know it can be very difficult, but this is the only way that you can actually help yourself heal is by identifying those emotions so that once you jump back into any of those stages, you will know where you're at. Um, a huge, like I said in the probably previous episode or the intro, a huge part of your healing journey is awareness. Just knowing the names of, of feeling, You think that's common sense, right? You think, oh, I know what sadness feels like or I know what depression feels like, but you need to really look closer and start to be more specific about what's really bothering you. That's when you're, that's when you'll exactly know how to tackle each thing, like one at a time. So it's important to be mindful of that. And also during this stage to know that it's not becoming your life. If, if your whole life becomes denial, then you'll know that that's something, something's wrong and that you need professional help. You Want to be in this stage enough for you to realize that you can actually move on to the next stage, that you can question things in a different way. And yeah, just be patient with yourself. All right, I hope you found this episode somewhat relatable. I hope it resonates with your own experience. And please, please, please share with me if you feel comfortable anything that you thought sounded like bullshit or whether you agree or disagree, I'm here for it. Anything I said, anything I discussed, um, or anything you want to add, feel free to do that. Please share it as well with anyone you think might benefit from that, or anyone who would just enjoy listening to it. Um show some love. So until the next one. Uh the next one's gonna be about anger, your favorite emotion. You definitely want to listen to it. So Until then, please take good care.